You're tuned in to The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata at Black Hollywood Live, BHL's number one source for all things cinema. Carla shoots straight from the hip with what's hot and what's not in the box office, the latest film news, and talent from above and below the line. Are you ready? Then let's get into it with your girl right now. This is The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. Hey everybody, it's your girl Carla Renata, aka The Curvy Film Critic. Today is Sunday, April 9th over at Black Hollywood Live and welcome to Palm Sunday with your girl. I know a lot of you usually have this time that's with family, you're cooking, you're doing some you know, Easter egg hunts, having church services and all that. But you know what? You can still do all that virtually because I got my virtual tee hee hee on with some of my girlfriends and we engaged in Operation TP and Face Mask this week. <laughs> I did a, a panel with Anna Rosa Mudd and Deborah Kampmeyer in celebration of their film tape. And I really am a big supporter of the film because it is not produced by Indy. Film House. It is not produced by a major studio. It's an independently produced film that has a very important subject. And I talked about it and reviewed it last week here on The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. But oh my goodness, it was a really wonderful discussion that we had online virtually with myself, the two ladies, and some other people that are very influential in that space, especially in the space of supporting women in hashtag me too and film criticism. So if you can go online to check that out, that happened on April 2nd. And um, let me just tell you about these happy hours I've been having. I have been having the time of my life with these virtual happy hours because I find that for me, when I get down in the dump, so I start to get a little stir crazy, normally I would go out and I would get a massage or a pedicure or a manicure or, get something done to my hair or go shopping. And I haven't been able to do that. So I have some really great friends, peers and constituents, and we have been online having virtual happy hours. And it does my spirit well to just get a good giggle on <laughs> for a half an hour here, a half an hour there, <clears throat> five hours here, as in the case of my sister circle of friends. Shout out to all of them. Um, but it, it, you know, if you can find a way to, to laugh through these times and find a way every day to just get a good giggle on, it's, a, it's the best medicine you could possibly, possibly have. My mother and I sat down and we've been trying to watch a lot of comedies. So I hadn't seen the Kings of Comedy in a, or the Kangs of Comedy in a really, really long time. And we sat down and watched the Kings of Comedy and I laughed until I cried. I don't think I'd seen that movie since it came out. So that was a nice little chuckle to have. And I can't, oh, and then we watched the West Side Story, which I had never, I've seen West Side Story a million times, but I couldn't remember how the beginning of it went. So it was nice to see it from beginning to end. And I'm doing that with a lot of films. Some of them, you know, I've seen, I saw them in the movie theater or I saw them when they came on television. But, you know, when they come on TV, oftentimes we catch them in the middle of the film or toward the end or toward that one section that we like. And we never really see them from beginning to end. So that's been a really wonderful thing to be able to see a lot of films from beginning to end. But I just wanted to say, you know, y'all get out there, have some fun, get your giggle on, if nothing else, get your giggle on. Um, so 
let's get right into it. I'm going to talk about a few films today. Um, the first ones up on the dock are two documentaries by Disney Plus, Elephants and Dolphin Reef. Now, Elephants is voiced by the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, and um, not Dolphins, Elephants is voiced by the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, and Dolphin Reef is voiced by Kristen Bell. It's so important to have voices and personalities that are doing the voiceover for these documentaries that are dealing with wildlife or animal life that are engaging because they suck you into the vortex of the story, right? So with elephants, there's this elephant who is going on this journey, bringing the whole herd across the African desert to migrating rather across the African desert to find water. It is a hilarious story. And these are two documentaries that the kids and the adults alike are going to laugh. The kids are going to live for this moment in the elephant's dock where this elephant literally lifts up his little elephant booty and toots. It was funny as hell, made me laugh out loud. Them watching them frolic in the mud, looking at the beautiful colors, watching how they interact with the different animals in that setting. And, you know, it reminded me so much of the, I know I talk about the Lion King here all the time, but it really reminded me of the Lion King because little, little do you know that when I was in the Lion King, in addition to playing Shinzi the hyena, the, the lead hyena, I was also in one of those elephant legs of the elephant that came down the aisle for the circle of life. I hated being in that elephant leg. Anybody that was in the Lion King with me will tell you how much I despised being in that elephant leg. But when I saw this documentary, it immediately brought me back to that memory. I mean, people knew I hated it so much that they literally would give me elephants as gifts. I got more stuff in my house that involves an elephant, more than I could care to mention. But I say all that to say that the elephants are a very majestic animal. And this documentary that's produced by Roy Connolly, who does a, ma a good majority of the, the Disney plus Disney nature documentaries for the Disney Channel, um, they show you things about these animals that under any other circumstances you wouldn't know. Like there's, well, there's another moment I want to bring up where there's an elephant that, that passes away, a very prominent elephant. and the elephants are so emotionally in tune with what's going on that they literally just take her ear and place it over her face like a veil. It was a really heartwarming moment. It actually made me tear up a little bit because when you think, when we think of animals, we often forget they are a form of intelligence on earth that they have their own communication and their own way of dealing things that isn't human, but it's intriguing and interesting and fascinating nonetheless. So that's elephants. And then the dolphin reef, we're dealing with this little dolphin who is, he's having a coming of age moment with his mom and she's trying to teach him how to survive and how to do things in the underwater. So the underwater uh, surface of the ocean. So this is the situation. I, back in the day, I was in Australia working and I went to the Great Barrier Reef and I went scuba diving down there. There is something, anybody that's been scuba diving or snorkeling in any large body of water around the world can tell you this. There is something that's so serene 
and so calm about being in the ocean floor and just listening and taking it all in and watching the colors. I saw colors of fish that was so vibrant. It didn't look real. It was gorgeous. But Dolphin Reef, just like with elephants, took me right back to that time where I was scuba diving in the in the Great Barrier Reef. I, I don't have any pictures or video of that. Unfortunately, I, I, they were lost in a move that I had once, but it's a gorgeous film and it shows you the differences between how the dolphins react with the whales, the humpback whales and the, the, the orca whales. And it shows you how all of these different, and there's a mantis in the, the uh, ocean floor that is being, <laughs> being stalked, I guess you could say, by a cuttlefish. And cuttlefish are able to change their appearance to blend in with whatever they're near. It's fascinating. Those two documentaries are absolutely fascinating. I learned a lot. Like I said, it's something that's great to, to watch with the kids. You can watch it with a family. You, it's, it's just wonderful. So if you don't have Disney+, Plus, I'm pretty sure they are offering free subscriptions for a minute. Um, maybe for 30 days or seven days or something. Which, so you, if you don't have it, you can stream it, get that free subscription so that you can watch that and the other wonderful programs that they have available on that platform. You'll absolutely really enjoy it, I promise you. So last week I did, I showed that a little clip of an interview that AFCA, the African American Film Critics Association did with Tashina Arnold. And she was promoting two films that she has out. One is on Netflix, it's called The Main Event. The other one is called Clover, and it was released on April 3rd. So in Clover, she's playing this really badass gun-toting chick, which I kind of love seeing Tashina Arnold in that mode, in that, that, that um, lane, because we usually, nowadays, we usually see her playing a mom. And in the main event, she's actually playing a grandmother. But before I get into talking about the main event and Clover, I really want you to hear this clip of Tashina talking about a moment where she was trying to get into another lane of being a dancer. <laughs> Take a listen and a look. Back in the day, I used to think I could dance. And I lied. I lied. <laughs> I had an audition. I had an audition. And it was for a particular project and it had dancing in it. So back in the day, you know, being a native New Yorker, you, you just want the audition. You just want to get in the room. You don't give a damn about anything else. You like, just give me the room and I'll handle it. I got it. So I lied on my resume and said that I was a dancer. Well, honey, I got in that room. I got in that room and they were doing pirouettes and they were doing six o'clocks and all of that stuff. And I finally did this. I got out of that room so quick, and that's when I stopped lying. That was the last. That was a lot. Last lie <laughs> I told. So then I changed my resume to actress who moves well. Tashina's crazy, but we love her for that. She has the most joyous spirit, and it's always a wonderful, wonderful time when you get to talk to her because no matter what you're interviewing her about. She always finds a way to make you laugh. So thank you again to AFCA. Thank you again to Tashina. If you wanna see the full interview of that round table, please go over to the AFCA website or go over to the AFCA YouTube channel or on their Insta Instagram page. All right, 
So another thing that AFCA did is they set up an interview for our members with Courtney B. Vance, who is the current president of the Screen Actors Gig, Screen Actors Gig, <laughs> Screen Actors Guild Foundation. He's the president of that. And so last week was a very intense week for him because of that, because there's so many actors and productions that are shutting down, but he found time for AFCA to speak to us about Uncorked, which I talked about last week, and a film that he has coming out with Cynthia Erivo, genius Aretha, about the late, great, fantabulous Aretha Franklin. Um, Courtney B. Vance is in that film. He spoke to us about that, but I want you to listen to these answers of these questions that I asked him regarding wine and regarding if whether or not he would want his children to follow in his footsteps take a look and a listen so um with uncorked you played this dad who had certain dreams for his son and when his son didn't want to follow the pattern that he had followed it was very upsetting for him i know that you have children would you want them to follow in the path of acting absolutely not <laughs> They, I want them to follow in the path of what they want to do. That's hard enough. We grew up, there, were, there weren't as many options. Uh, I found acting uh, by way of trying, making a decision uh, to my, saying to myself, I'm, I want to find something to do that, that makes me happy, that I'm, I could be happy doing the rest of my life. So that, that drove me into, uh, uh, into my search. But I was, I was alone in that. There weren't many people doing that. Um, these days, and I got no support in there other than my parents um, at Harvard, uh, couldn't find anybody. There was no internet to be able to contact alumni and talk to people and um, to, you, you couldn't do that back then. These days, it's, it's possible to connect with people all over the world. So they're, 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 we, we do what we, I, I know our parents did for us and if if parents have any resources at all, they they will do the they do the same thing. All parents try to, if they're if they know what the what the role of being a parent is, which is to basically put your children in positions to dream. So, and, a, and a follow up question to that: How much did you know about the fullness and the bodies and the colors and the smells of wine before you took on this project? None. I don't drink. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. Thank my, you. My wife, my wife drinks and has enjoys wine. So I, I when she says this is a this is really good, you should, you should take a sip of this. So I, you know, I take a sip and hmm, this is really smooth. Got it. That's the extent <laughs> of my my wine knowledge. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right then. So. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Vance, for your time and your energy. And here's hoping that you're not being too stressed out by our current world situation. And thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and all those other artists that are in the Screen Actors Guild or AFTRA who are having a hard time right now and needing assistance. And you guys stepped up instantaneously to provide that help. So thank you for that. So now I want to talk to you about something that is not light and fluffy. Um, there, a while ago in Atlanta, there was a man that was being accused of killing children. Now, I remember at the time I was looking into going to college in Atlanta, uh, going to Spelman, 
And I didn't go because I chose Howard University instead because I didn't know anybody in Atlanta and my dad was in Washington, DC. <laughs> However, I remember very, very vividly about this young man who was being accused of killing these kids. They arrested him, he's doing life in prison. I don't wanna speak his name because I don't necessarily like speaking those types of people's names. But HBO has now done a, I think a six part documentary that starts airing, I believe it either started airing last week, but I think an episode is gonna come up tonight. So it's, but it's on, it's streaming on HBO. And speaking of HBO, HBO is offering, I think somewhere between 500 and a thousand hours of free streaming. So, you know, just like with Disney plus and some of these other streaming services, people are aware that no one can get out and go anywhere. So they're offering the stream and, and the, some of these streaming services are extremely expensive. They are, but thanks to HBO, Disney Plus and a couple of uh, Amazon Prime and a couple of other ones that are stepping up and allowing people that have large families, especially to be able to stream for free. But this documentary, this six part documentary is called Atlanta's Missing and Murdered. And what it does is it goes into great in depth detail about how these children were murdered, how the investigation was or was not botched, how Mayor Keisha who, the, who is the current mayor, mayor in Atlanta. I just love the fact that we got a mayor in Atlanta named Keisha. But Mayor Keisha and the current police chief have decided to reopen these cases and get these families some closure. So it goes into great, great detail about all of the cases, all of the children, all of the families, the, the accused murderer, they go into depth about his background, how they went about catching him, so on and so forth. But I watched this. I watched the first four episodes, I believe. It was intense. And I watched them back to back to back. And I, because I have a fascination with stuff like that. I love things like Snapped or any of those mafia murder things. I love watching that. I'm always fascinated by the human. I probably should have been a psychologist. I'm always fascinated by the human psyche and what makes someone in their mind commit those types of crimes and think that it's okay. Like I'm fascinated by that because it's not, it's obviously not okay. And I'm really glad I didn't go to Spelman because at one point he was just killed. He was just murdering children under a certain age. And then he started to get, you know, they, he started to get cocky and started murdering people that were older. But I say all of this to say that if you are a big whodunit fan, if you like some Agatha Christie and stuff like that, you will really enjoy this Atlanta missing and murdered for that reason. And you will also enjoy it for the simple fact that usually when it comes to children of color that are missing or murdered, you never hear about those children on the news. We heard about John, we still hearing about John Benet Ramsey, but we never, ever, ever hear about children of color that are missing or murdered or young white women who are sex workers. We never hear about those people. Their lives are important too. They all had family too. So even though John Benet Ramsey came from a very affluent family where she grew up and where her family dwelled, doesn't make her life any more important than these other kids. Because at the end of the day, it's still a human being's life that was lost, a human being that was loved 
by somebody somewhere. So again, HBO's Missing and Murdered is streaming right now. You'll enjoy that film, I promise you. So there's another film that was released this Friday. It, does, it had done really well in the film festival circuit. It's called Invisible Life. It's a foreign film. This film was so incredibly, what can I say about it? It was, it was one of these types of movies that when you watch it, you automatically think you're about to see one thing and then you end up seeing something else. So it revolves around these two sisters and I'm gonna butcher this name, I know I am. I think it's Eurydice. Eurydice is one of the names and Guida is the other name and they live in Brazil. And what happens is Guida is all, is all about being swept up in love and Eurydice wants to be a concert pianist. Well, some things happen and Guida ends up going off with this sailor. She ends up getting married and having a child under less than ideal circumstances. She tries to come home. Her father, who who's real old school, was having none of it. He wasn't having the fact that she left without saying goodbye. He wasn't having the fact that she um, got married. He wasn't having the fact that she abandoned the family and her sister. He was really feeling some kind of way about that. So he stuck a couple of dollars down her bra and let her go about her life. So the title Invisible Life really kind of deals with Guida's life because even though she has family, her life literally becomes invisible because nobody knows who she really is. Nobody knows who she really comes from. We see her struggle throughout her whole life. And then she has a child too. But when I tell y'all, this is the most beautifully shot, beautifully written, beautifully acted film I've ever seen in quite some time. And it was hopeful that when this film was released this year, that it would be an Oscar contender going into 2021. I really hope that that's the case because it's a gorgeous film. It's subtitled. So you will have to read a lot of the dialogue, which I don't have a problem with that. I'd rather enjoy foreign films and subtitle things. It's just a different way of enjoying cinema from my perspective, but it's a wonderful film. It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. You guys will love this film. It's so, so, so good. So let me just recap the films that I talked about that you should see. Invisible Life is on Amazon Prime right now. Atlanta's Murdered and Missing, or Missing and Murdered, is on HBO streaming right now. The main event, I believe, starts streaming either now or around April 10th. Let me just double check my notes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so April, I think, yeah, I think it's April 10th. I think it's April 10th. Don't hold me to that. Just go to um, Netflix and you'll see when it's coming on. But I think it's either, it either came out this Friday or it's coming out on April 10th. So don't, don't quote me on that one, but go to Netflix and check it out. Clover is already online streaming. That's what, also, both of those films are with Tashina Arnold. 
Courtney B. Vance's Uncorked is on Netflix. Genius Aretha has yet a date because they had to stop shooting three quarters of the way because of COVID-19, but that is on the way. So that is the recap of what we've already discussed. So now let's get into the Kirby Critic Minute, honey, and talk about what is happening news-wise. So Quibi, I think I talked a little bit about Quibi last week. They launched these, they launched their app, which is giving you contents that are no more than 10 minutes, right? They have a series with Queen Latifah. They have something with Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy's Court. And they also have something called Thanks a Million with J-Lo, Kristen Bell, uh, Nick Jonas, Yara Shahidi, Kevin Hart. And basically what it is, is that these stars find out who has been nominated that could you really use a million dollars. They find the people, they talk to them, they gift them the million dollars, and then tell them that they can keep some of it as long as they gift the money to someone else. So you kind of have to pay it forward. I think it's a wonderful concept, especially right now. So if you're interested in checking that out, it is on the Quibi app. Quibi is Q-U-I-B-I, Quibi. Steven Spielberg has teamed up with the American Film Institute and the AFI is doing a daily movie club. So what they're doing is they're, they're throwing up content every day that is giving you some fun facts on films that we know and love that are part of the American Film Institute family, giving you family discussion points and throwing them up online as another alternative of something else to stream. Because not everybody wants to watch Netflix. Not everybody wants to watch Hulu or Amazon Prime or Vudu or whatever, or Disney Plus. People want options. So AFI is giving you an option with the Daily Movie Club via Steven Spielberg. They've already streamed some stuff out, including The Wizard of Oz and Moulin Rouge as just a few of the titles that have already been out there. Now, for those of you that live in Austin, Texas, we know that South by Southwest Film Festival had to cut things short. So <clears throat> they have teamed up with the movie houses there, Paramount and the Alamo for some family screening. So the they've created programming for families. So what you do is you log on to Paramount's Quarren Screen, Quarren Film, Quarren Screen Film Series page. And if you go over to Alamo Draft House Cinema, Alamo's virtual cinema at home, they're showing Terror Tuesday, Weird Wednesday, and this is the best part for me. Texas wouldn't be Texas if they didn't attach a recipe. So at the Alamo site, they have a recipe for vegan buffalo cauliflower that you can make while you're streaming your movies. I'm just saying, that's a win-win situation. Some food and some movies, <laughs> I'm all about that. The Film Detective is another site. It's bringing you classic movie marathons. And today, April 5th, they're celebrating Roger Corman's 94th birthday. Now, if you're not familiar with Roger Corman, Roger Corman is the genius behind the 1960s version of Little Shop of Horrors and the um, 1959 version of Bucket of Blood. So they have, they're doing a whole celebration of him today starting 3.30 Eastern time through midnight tonight. They're also showing some classic silent films with stars like Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. That is The Film Detective. If you go to thefilmdetective.com, you can find all that information there. The Public Theater in New York now, for my live theater fans, you know, I always talk about live theater because that's where I started in the live theater in New York on Broadway. But the public theater, 
theater, the public theater, did an all-Black version of Much Ado About Nothing with Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black. It played at the Delacorte Theater in New York City, part of the public theater's free Shakespeare series last summer, but they are taking all of that content and they are throwing it up online. So if you go to the public theater website, you'll be able to watch all, not all, but most of the Shakespeare in the Park productions that have screened, not screened, that have been produced in the park in New York City, you'll be able to screen those online now. So if you don't want to watch a movie, you can go to Broadway. If you don't want to go to Broadway, you can go to a museum website and watch some art. If you don't want to watch some art, you can go to the Met and watch some opera. There are lots and lots of choices to keep us entertained and stopping us from pulling our hair out. And if that's not enough, if you have tired, if your butt is numb and falling asleep, and your ankles are swelling from sitting in one place, then guess what? DJ Nice and Debbie Allen, among other people, are streaming dance parties and dance classes on Instagram Live. So if you go to their respective Instagram pages, sign up, you'll get an alert, sign up for their page, you will get an alert saying that they're streaming live and they'll let you know. I know that Debbie Allen usually does her classes on Wednesdays for the adults, Saturdays for the little kids, and I think she's starting to add some other dates too. But if you go to Debbie Allen's Instagram page, you'll be able to get all that information there. And the same thing goes for DJ Nice. Now, Patrick Stewart is also providing services. He's such a thespian. He's giving, he's reading Shakespeare to us every day. And if you have not seen his new show, Picard on CBS All Access. CBS All Access is also offering free subscriptions to watch their content there. All right, so now let's get into these delayed releases. There's been a lot of movies that were supposed to come out that have not and are not going to come out anytime soon. So Amy Adams with 20th Century Studios had a drama called The Woman in the Window based on the A.J. Finn novel, and that was originally set for May 15th. That has now been pushed back. Black Widow, the Marvel joint with Scarlett Johansson was supposed to open on May 1st. That's no longer opening. We don't have a date on that yet, but when we do, I will bring it right here to you at The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. Fox Searchlight's The Personal History of David Copperfield. I actually saw that at Sundance. It was originally set for a May 8th release. Now we don't know what the new date is. Again, I will bring that to you. Minions, The Rise of Gru is now set for July 2nd, 2021. Sing 2 is now set for Christmas 2021. Wicked has been pushed back, pushed back, and we don't have a date for that. Wicked is based on the Broadway musical Wicked that starred um, Adina Menzel. So we don't have a date for that, but when I get it, I will pass it on to you. Jared Leto's Morbius and uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife has set a date for March 5th, 2021. Uncharted doesn't have a new date. Peter Rabbit 2 has been set for January 15th, 2021, but unless I have given you dates for any of those films, they have all been delayed and those dates have been pushed back. On the flip side, we have Nicole Kidman, her, she's over at Amazon developing an adaptation of Janelle Brown's thriller, Pretty Things. It tells the story of two brilliant but damaged women trying to survive fame, of deceit and destruction. So that sounds really interesting. Nicole's, Nicole is always good at you know going to that dark side. I kind of love her for that. Um, ABC and ESPN have a documentary called The Last Dance 
about the late, not the late great, <clears throat> but the um, the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Michael Jordan. They have set that 10-part documentary to debut on April 19th. So look for that on ABC and ESPN, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, to be streaming on, or begin streaming on April 19th. Now, this story I absolutely love. If you were in Texas, specifically Shirts, Texas, S-C-H-E-R-T-Z, they have a theater there that they have turned that parking lot into a temporary drive-in theater. And thus far, they've only screened Spider-Man Homecoming, but it seems to be going really well. So if you are in Texas, Shirts, Texas, or anywhere close to there, go to the E, V like in Victor, O website and get all that information. I love that they did that because it's getting people out of the house. You can get out the house. They've worked it out for people to get snacks. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, you can always catch Onward, Bloodshot, and Birds of Prey on video video on demand right now. I heard Bloodshot beat out uh, Birds of Prey, which I'm like, ooh, okay, that's special. <laughs> um, and I also want to congratulate Queen Sugar and Watchmen. Last year, I was on the panel for the Television Academy's Honors. And what the Honors is, is it pays special homage to shows that wouldn't normally be honored with a an Emmy, but also they honor them because their content is some content that affects the human spirit. So because of that, Watchmen and Queen Sugar are being honored with the Emmy Award, the TV Honors Emmy. We don't have a date for that as of yet, but again, once I get that, I will forward that to you. And of course, as I said last week, Turner Classic Movies is going to have their Stay at Home Festival from April 16th to April 19th. Now, I think I got it all in. I'm so excited that I got it all in for y'all. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to tell you is that um, Artemis Fowl, which is a Disney Plus joint, or it's going to be on Disney Plus. It was originally scheduled for release on May 29th. It is now going to debut exclusively on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, be on the lookout for Artemis Fowl. It stars Dame Judi Dench, Colin Farrell, Nikish, yeah, Nikish Patel, who was in um, yesterday. So look, be on the lookout for all of those things. So now that I've covered all that, I have some really good news to share with you. <clears throat> so because we're all shut in and can't go nowhere, a lot of the studios and a lot of the stars have been really gracious with giving me their time or giving their time to my um, film critic organization, AFCA. So we have another conversation coming up through AFCA with Tina Lifford, from, ironically enough, from Queen Sugar. So I will be able to bring you excerpts from that interview next week or throughout the week, along with I'm doing a special live, live broadcast with my girl, Gina Torres, who is in Sella and the Spades. I'll also be talking to Tyresha Poe, I'll be talking to Lovey, and I'll be talking to Celeste, talking to all those people from Sella and the Spades. I cannot wait to talk to you about it and bring it to you. We'll talk all about that next week, but we're gonna do a special live show with Gina Torres from Sella and the Spades next week, April 12th, 
Easter Sunday. So if you don't have Easter plans, you don't have a virtual dinner plan, join your girl, the Curvy Critic, right over here at Black Hollywood Live for a live discussion with Gina Torres about Sella and the Spades, suits, and so many other things. So that is it for me, y'all. I love having to come into your homes this way. I'm sorry that I'm not in the studio. We are doing the best we can, but it is my job to entertain you, put a smile on your face, give you as much information about the movies as I can moving forward, because this is a new normal. And when we come out of it, it's still going to be a new normal. I think this whole COVID-19 situation is really shaping out how people are going to screen movies, how people are going to deal with movies, how the entertainment industry in general is going to have to shift and move and groove and change moving forward. But until that time, you can always catch me right here at Black Hollywood Live, The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, every Sunday, a little bit after the five o'clock hour, right after this. I'm over at After Buzz TV talking all things General Hospital. And of course, you can catch me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. I also have a YouTube channel. I think it's called The Curvy Critic. Um, or maybe Shinzi61, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you can catch my YouTube channel too as well, where I have interviews and reviews up there in video form. So, and all of my written interviews and all of my written reviews are on the curvyfilmcritic.com. So until the next time, y'all, keep it keep yourself safe, wash those hands. Don't eat too much, spread, you know, spread them snacks out because baby, I'm really not trying to be 300 pounds when we come out on the other side of this. Just saying. But until that time and until next week, I love you. I'll see you soon. Love, peace, and hair grease and see you on the flip side. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.